Have you heard of that video game Chaos Legion? No. The PS2, maybe? I don't know. I could be making it up. This house I'm in is just a Chaos Legion. There's a dog barking you may hear. Someone just going, I've got diarrhea! You gotta get the butter on the toast! Because I got diarrhea, I can't do it! Those are, okay, alright. My son, huh. screaming. No! No! I don't understand why in the moment of diarrhea, someone's most urgent thought is getting someone else to butter the toast. Because, if not... The person who wants the toast will start going, where's the toast? No! Just this to... is a valid concern. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know where the toast is. You want to get that butter on that toast when the toast is hot enough for it to like proper soak in and get a nice buttery like through line. Through line. You want that that butter melted on that toast. If you're having a diarrhea on the toilet and the toast pops out the toaster and it's just cooling like a jackass getting no butter action, what the hell's going to happen, player? No, and I understand that. I guess I guess my point is is that we have a real problem here with the chain of command. Oh, right. Sure. Yep. You know, because there shouldn't have to be a a screaming of somebody get the butter on the toast because I have diarrhea. That that person should have, you know, beneath them should have noticed the absence and immediately slotted in to fulfill the task. Yeah, someone should be like, sounds, and let's face it, smells like someone's having diarrhea in this house. I better go butter the toast. <laughs> it just stands to reason. It just stands to reason. Just automatic. As soon as you smell diarrhea, you're like, toast. where's, where's the yeah. butter? Yeah, some people smell toast and they think, am I having a stroke? Some people smell diarrhea and think, I need to butter the toast. And that's the kind of person you need. Jonathan was on Road Rules Northern Trail in 1998. Since then, he has appeared in precisely zero award-winning TV shows, blockbuster movies, or community theater plays. We are here to fix this. We are here to make Jonathan off Road Rules a star. Boston's favorite son will ride again. Well, if we had an official toast butterer, imagine this, the toast butterer of Boston by royal appointment. Do you know who that would be, Jonathan Holmes? I don't. Who, who's that going to be? Oh, it wasn't a question. There was a comma after, do you know who that would be? <laughs> do you know who that would be? <laughs> Jonathan Holmes. Uh, you're the official toast butterer of Boston, Jonathan. What you do is, it's a bit like Christmas. We're actually recording this on Christmas Day, dear listener, right? Mm, it's yeah. not a, it's Christmas Eve, rather. Yeah. It's, it might go out on Christmas Day. I haven't decided yet. But that, that'd be a nice lump of coal in everyone's ear stockings, wouldn't it? Uh, but no, no, this could be good, right? In, mm. in, fuck Father Christmas. Fuck, just fuck Christmas, Jonathan. I'm over it, right? I didn't get the job as the mall Pazuzu this year. I'm very pissed off about that. So rather than rather than focus on being a better Pazuzu next year, I've decided to just fuck Christmas off entirely. And I think we should have Toastmas. So there's a mall Pazuzu? Pazuzu's a, what, a, a Aztec demon? Am I remembering yeah. that right? Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so you've got Aztec malls or religious Aztec figures? At the I am Pazuzu! It's a very inclusive mall. <laughs> yes. They represent all of the demons. They've basically just got a big Christmas grotto and all of the demons are in there. Loki, they got a very good Loki this year. Wow. <laughs> Barry Bostwick. He's very high energy, which is not what you'd expect from Loki. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Loki. That's a real joke. Hang on. Hang on, let me get my let me get my notebook. <laughs> December 2021, parentheses, Christmas Eve, Conrad told a joke. Sorry, every time there's a joke. On oh, the podcast, you've got to mention it. Right? This show, 
I, I keep a log. The last one was in June. Oh. So we're actually closing the gap. The thunderstorm of comedy is getting nearer. So anyway, Jonathan, what I think we should do is um, for Christmas this year, what we should do is we should take off all of your clothes, Jonathan. <laughs> Why? What is it? Well, oh, and I threw my back out. So my body looks. Oh, don't worry. I've, I've, I'm going to cure that later as well. Great. Yeah, but first of all, what you need to do is be fully nude. And then Conrad and I have got like, you know, like, like those big rubbery. Oh, no, I tell you what we'll get. You know, those um, scrapers that scrape ice off of car windshields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, butter. Seen it. Buttered it. Yeah, I buttered some toast while the diarrhea happened. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to butter some Jonathan. Nah. We'll get these scrapers, right? We'll get we'll get like a big bucket of butter, right? And then we're gonna smear that all over you, Jonathan, to cake you in buttery rich creamy goodness. So that you can then visit the houses of good Bostonites everywhere to butter their toast just in case they get themselves the Christmas shits. I'm the I'm the toast butterer by royal appointment. Has anyone got any shits in there? Doesn't matter, let me in. You push your way indoors into the home of every Bostonite, and then you you start toasting all their bread for them. Toasting it in the toaster, if they have a toaster. In the toaster, you cram it in and just, ah, <laughs> don't come near me. <laughs> Jonathan. Yep. I've got a dilemma for you because that was going nowhere. Um, <laughs> I know that you like moral dilemmas. A little, sometimes. Choices. Choices, sure. You know, The Matrix Revelations is out. Resurrections. Resurrections. Revelations Resurrections. the third one? Yeah. Revolutions. I was thinking of Silent Hill Revelations 3D. <laughs> <laughs> Cinematic classic. It's got Malcolm McDowell in it. You see his little titters. It's fucking great. Yes. Um, But yeah, you know, or or like uh, Sophie's Choice. Wow, the movie about which child will die. Yeah, it's a marginally less funny film than The Matrix. Oh, way to spoil it. (laughs) Yeah, Jonathan. Yes, I'm sorry. The Matrix, yes. Right, right. So here's the thing. Mm. I've been thinking about this. There are many all-time classic moral choices in not just in media, but but you know, like like would you um, would you pull that that lever on the train track? The 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 trolley problem, sure. The trolley problem to kill the people or not kill the people or kill other people. Yeah. Well, to kill one person or kill more people. I've got one of those. You do. I got one of those big philosophical, like the prisoner problem, or 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 the trolley problem, or or, or the red pill or the blue pill, right? One of those moments where you're faced with a choice, and it says a little something about yourself, and maybe it says a little something about just the human race. God damn it! Wow, Jonathan. Yes, you've got you've got a choice. Would you rather one of these two scenarios, right? I, every four months, I give you a blowjob wearing a Jar Jar Binks mask. (laughs) Or B, that never happens, but every time you eat, you are watched from the corner of the room by a small, sickly-looking Victorian boy. (laughs) So... A blowjob from me, Jar Jar Binks, but it's you. Really realistic, <laughs> Jar Jar Binks mask, and I'm doing like the Jar Jar Binks voice while I do it. I am Pazuzu, <laughs> like that, <laughs> and then slobbering and the the sexual sounds. Oh God, like slobbering and smacking. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Oh, like that. You know, like push your, your dick back a bit and then lick all up like along the underside of the oh, shaft. Sure, like sure, that. Sure. Yes. You know, sure, I'll be pulling a couple of Ahagio faces while I'm doing it. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to town. 
Jonathan. Right. Deeply erotic. At least an hour. Or your money back. An hour of oral sex. Oh, gosh, yes. My goodness. And in cosplay, costume play. Yes. Well, just the mask. Nothing else. (laughs) The rest is just the same. Yeah, but that's what Jar Jar would wear if Jar Jar were. It's every four months. Every three months. Or, or every time I eat, an yeah. actual child. An, an actual Victorian boy. Not a ghost. Not, not no. some sort of... But a, you will get one to get in there? Dressed up like a lad. Like with a little suit. A little Victorian suit. Pale skin, pallid, like, like black rounding eyes. Not a ghost, <laughs> though. Just sat there, like, just watching you. Mm. <laughs> Are you eating a bowl of golden greyhams? They look scrumptious. And I can't feed the child, sounds like. No. No, it's just <laughs> enjoying watching you eat. It's a sickly Victorian boy. <laughs> and after I eat, the child vacates? Is the child ushered out? No, it just leaves. Just leaves of his own accord. <laughs> Do they say goodbye? You don't see him arrive. You know, you 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 sit down with like your freshly buttered toast, and you bite into it, and then just hear, "Oh, oh, did you toast that bread yourself, sir? Mmm, that butter looks so rich and creamy." Wow, wow! And they start making little. Yeah. Now I. I don't I don't want to influence your decision, but frankly I'd go for the blowjob. <laughs> You're being frank about this. Oh god, if I'm bearing my soul, Jonathan. <laughs> it's tough because on one hand, it is a physically gratifying experience with a close friend, but I have these boundaries around sexual engagement and who knows where they come from? I don't know why I have them, but it's certain. There's a certain messiness that comes. Well, yeah, if you're doing it right. Yeah, and, and I do it <laughs> very certain... right, Jonathan. <laughs> there's an emotional messiness that comes from entangling a sexual encounter with a longtime friendship. It 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 can make things weird, as they say. I've I've seen romantic comedies for years where there's two people. And one of them's like, oh, why don't you just fall in love with Jerry? You've been best friends with Jerry for 20 years. Oh, I wouldn't want to ruin the friendship. Jerry means so much to me. That's why I don't want to have sex with him. It always seemed counterintuitive to me. But as I've grown up, you're a 45-year-old person. I found that this actually can be true. Getting involved sexually can make things more complicated and then worse as a result. Whereas a Victorian boy... <laughs> in my home <laughs> smacking his lips sl- slightly as i'm eating some cinnamon toast crunch or some mm. crackling oat bran this is two the two things i eat i can really smell the cinnamon <laughs> it is fairly decent boundaries there the rolls are clear huh. i am the one eating the food the child is the one who wishes they were eating the food. and They don't wish they were eating the food. They don't. No, no, they just want to watch you. They are watching <laughs> you, staring and blinking at you for, for the entire duration of the meal, occasionally commenting on whether or not you're, you're enjoying the flavors. Smells real good. In fact, if you, like, like, so much as nudge your bowl near the Victorian boy, he just goes, Ah! <laughs> Hates it. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, that (laughs) that crackling oat sure seems like a crackling good sign. Get away. I feel like I am that Victorian boy, kind of. You should have gone with the blowjob. What are you doing being looked at by a little boy, you sicko? (laughs) So... If I choose to be looked at by a boy while I eat. Oh, God. Jeez, dude. It doesn't make me look good, does it? What is wrong with you? That's kind of... What kind of sick pervert doesn't get a blowjob from their friend in a Jar Jar Binks mask? 
What kind of foul depravity have you brought to our show, Jonathan? This is supposed to be a collaborative comedy project. You wouldn't really <laughs> believe the comedy bit listening to this, but... No, it's bleak. It's Honestly, it's like bleak house. <laughs> it's like the future bit from A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about that, yeah. Right? Scrooge was in a similar dilemma. Scrooge, to the outsider, looks like a villain. But to Scrooge, Scrooge was just doing what Scrooge thought was morally correct and that what everybody would do, which is just keep the money, don't help others. That's yes. where Scrooge comes from. Whereas where I come from, you do not receive blowjobs from your friend of over a decade wearing a Jar Jar Binks mask every four months while you are in a monogamous relationship with a with another person while you don't want to complicate oh, you're always hiding behind that the you're always <laughs> hide that classic get out oh i'm in a monogamous relationship for god's sake jonathan it is rather puritan and old-fashioned uh, it's the get out of jail free card of receiving a blowjob from your friend wearing a jar jar binks mask it's that classic get out seen it a thousand times yeah Everyone's always telling me that. Oh, don't give me a blowjob, Steph. I'm in a monogamous relationship. All right, just for 10 minutes. <laughs> then they then they buckle as Scrooge oh, eventually. Oh, they always buckle. Well, if they stood up, yeah. Very hard to maintain a steady foot when I go to town. Oh, wow. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. While your mouth is on their genitals. It really <laughs> yeah, that's really... where it is. Yeah, in the classic in the classic blowjob scenario, Jonathan. My mouth is on their genitals. Classic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Conservative, almost. In a way, yeah, in a way. In its simplicity, yeah. In a way, I'm, I'm quite conservative when I'm issuing blowjobs willy-nilly. <laughs> So Scrooge had to dig deep and be like, who I was was wrong. Mm-hmm. I need to become someone different as influenced by these ghosts. And now I'm going to become someone who gives money to the poor or something. I actually don't remember what happens. I just know there's a little child. Go to ah, Christmas ah, or something. Takes the fiver, takes the gold shilling and buys some butter and bread for toast thanks to scrooge who becomes an average person by the end instead of a terrible person yes uh yes that's how i would describe scrooge at the end of that average totally average totally normal not wielding all of the power of capital (laughs) completely normal i can't remember i saw scrooged with bill murray who's like 38 in that movie or something i think that's an underrated adaptation personally i I enjoy it. Bobcat Goldthwait wielding a shotgun. What's not to love? <laughs> I, uh, friends of a friend of Bobcat, and I've heard nothing but good things about Bobcat. So I feel like I need to dig deep on this one and maybe choose the blowjob. Is that what I'm supposed to do? Because Scrooge also had to come to a point where he said, well, I'm not going to do what I want to do. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. To avoid this post-apocalyptic future. So this isn't really me. Yes, the way that the way that he has been living up to this now has been morally wrong. Mm. And 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 he didn't you know, it's, yeah, maybe maybe it maybe it's not Scrooge's fault. Maybe he just didn't understand, but now he's learned. Right. And he's changed and he's grown. Are you growing, Jonathan? I'm not erect penis wise, if that's what you it's soft. What? Soft My cold. God, Jonathan. <laughs> We're talking about sexual intercourse of a nature. I can work with that. <laughs> Mate, you can keep it softer than a stick of shit. I will make it come. <laughs> you can elicit a, an orgasm from a penis while soft? Well, we both are, if that's what it takes. <laughs> These are cool facts, and I'm happy to learn them. But right now, my body, <laughs> my, body my body is shaped like a, a, the letter C, a capital C. C for capitalism, you fucking Scrooge. And <laughs> and C, a blowjob. My body is totally crooked. 
And it's hard to, to even know who I am and what I'm doing because that pain is so distracting. So I'm very vulnerable is my point. I understand. Eh? I, I'm a chronic pain sufferer, Jonathan. I know, I know. I thought of you, actually. I have uh, chronic back pain. Mm-hmm. Um, when I heard that you've, you've put your back out for Christmas. Um, not, yeah. not as a treat, just it's an incidental thing. What, what were you doing? I was I was getting a What t-shirt. were you doing? What were you wearing? I was I was getting ready for for work that day, a long day of Zoom meetings at my day job. And I had showered and I was going to get dressed. Mm. I have a, a drawer that is about thigh high. It's not super high, so I didn't have to bend over too far. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah. There we are. Sorry, I was just having to process the phrase Jonathan Holmes. Thigh high. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> I was wearing mm. underwear and and uh, not yet pants. Mm. And I had to oh reach down to just pick out a t-shirt. That's all. It wasn't yeah. something I do every day. You were there in your thigh highs <laughs> without any pants on, reaching down. <laughs> and when I touched the shirt, it was like an electric shock. Oh, oh my God. Touching the shirt sparks. Mm, daddy. Sexy. I I was very old. I just turned forty five, and I mm, noticed that forty five, the sexiest president. Uh, <laughs> we might want to rethink that. No, sorry, it was George Bush Senior. Was the sexiest president. <laughs> if we're rating them, if we're rating them, and and when aren't we? We're always yeah. in the back of our mind. Whether we like it or not, we're always rating how sexy everybody is. It's a part we of the really way our brains are. work. Yeah, our brains work that way. Now you, you hot little nugget, tell us how you put your back out. <laughs> That's how I, I reached for the t-shirt. You reached for a t-shirt and then it just went. It was it was nothing. And then uh, this morning, I took another shower. I'm just shower mad for Christmas. Oh. And I had to, I couldn't bend over to pick up. A shirt that fell on the ground, so I used my feet. Well, in the shower? No, now I'm I'm. You back. were in the shower, Ben. No wonder you're putting your back out if all of your clothes are just strewn wet on the shower floor. All soaking wet, and I just kind This of... is how you catch the skunkus chill. <laughs> What's the skunkus chill? What's the skunkus chill? Is that a mold induced? It's a word. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, it's a word. I believed it. I believed it was real for a moment, and I was excited. I'm so sorry you've put your back out. Oh, that's okay. By reaching down to pick up a shirt while you weren't wearing any trousers. That's true. That's what happened. And I pulled my hamstring, and I just started to laugh because it was so bad. Because I couldn't bend over to pick up my shirt, so I used my leg, had to bend my leg in such a way that it flexed my hamstring just ever so slightly, and then that was just, like, cramped and immobile, and I just giggled with terror and fell down on the ground for a bit mm-hmm. and now i'm starting the, now i'm doing the show we've been recording for like a half hour yeah yeah i feel <laughs> terrible about how the show's gone so far to be honest. oh no it's a great one. Oh no it's atrocious there's the toast there's the blowjob didn't work this is what people want i've been getting all sorts of dms direct messages saying Where's the show? I want more toast content. I want more blowjob content. I want more backache content. Wait a minute. Now I'm starting to wonder about, have we been like tripling up on this? I haven't been listening to any of the show or any of us for years now. Have we done toast, backaches, and blowjobs before? Right. Great question. We've definitely talked about backaches. I hear you've put your back out, fancy toast and a blowjob. (laughs) That's my new pickup line. (laughs) It works. When you get when you're as old as we are, starting a pickup line with I heard you put your back out is appropriate. It it definitely does create a sense of identifiability with the other person. Yeah. Yeah. We're connection. so old. We're so old. And I'm older than the two of you. Last I right? last I checked, I'm pretty sure that's still true. Oh uh, no, that's changed. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like you've advanced in age. <laughs> No, yeah. you've gotten younger, Jonathan. Oh, I wish. I do look a little better than I did 10 years ago. I was looking at videos from around when we first met, and I hadn't quite come to the realization that I was definitely balding. So I didn't just shave my whole darn head. So I had sort of the Norman Osborne-style widow's peak. Right. And I wore, like, tucked-in shirts, even though I was 
not really built for them. It just made me look punchy and paunchy in the middle, soft. And I would just go around with a microphone and be like, Bleh. people were like, oh. I, I like you were doing a hegeo before it was popular. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have glasses to hide the dark circles under my eyes. So I, mm-hmm. I just looked a mess. I think I've improved since then. I look a little bit better. I'd like to think. Well, I think there's something to be said for um, accepting one's age. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. And growing into that. And recognizing that there's no hope for the future. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, you've got two options when you start aging. You can lean into it, embrace Mm -hmm. it, and own it. Or take a shitload of estrogen. Because (laughs) let me tell you... Fountain of fucking youth. That's awesome. Yeah, you you're looking incredible. Yeah. Or you could do what I did, which is first try and lean into it. <laughs> then once you've shaved your head balls, think, wait a minute. I've made a mistake. I should have gone with the Victorian boy, not the blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> and now Char Char's on his way. <laughs> I do alright. I do alright, Jonathan. Yeah, you're doing great. You're 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 dating. And you're you're fooling around sexually, I think. <laughs> I think you're fooling around. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I think you're fooling around. Just the worst. <laughs> Just the worst guy. <laughs> they they call it cringeworthy. Uh, the things I do. That's what they. I, when I think about you, I don't cringe so much as shudder. <laughs> with with horror, or delight, or both. It can mm. be both. It can be both. So I was excited, and I thought of both of you because Willem Dafoe is not only in a new movie, but in the biggest movie of the year, in in the biggest movie maybe of his career. Yes, Spider-Man, Take Me Home Country Roads. Just incredible performance. I, I don't know if you saw it. I was was just in awe and, and giggling quietly. You know, people were cheering when various other characters showed up that they were hoping to see, uh, it's that that guy from the movie from from whenever, six years ago or something was was one of them. But when Willem Dafoe would just go, nah, I think I'd like that. Just me, ooh, oh, 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 oh like little claps. Like, oh, so yeah, not, not. I'm, I'm eager to see it, but I, I was, uh, I watched the, the Matrix. Oh, you saw the Matrix instead. Yeah. Is Willem Dafoe in that too? No. Unfortunately, oh. so immediately an inferior film. Yeah, I mean, I've heard the Matrix is well. There's two kinds of Matrix reviews right now. There is, oh, it wasn't very good. Uh, nothing really happened. I don't, I don't get it. And then there's, so it was the best movie I've ever seen. It destroyed all the jerks who make AAA video games. It made fun of terrible people who like the Matrix movies. It made fun of sequels. It made fun of reboots. It's my favorite movie of the year, blah, blah, blah. So people are either saying it's filled with content or it's totally devoid of anything. Oh, it is. Okay, well, the latter people are right. Okay. Now, I don't know that I'd go so far as to attribute that level of brilliance to it, but Mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's got some fun, clever shit. I was really, really digging on the first half hour of that movie a lot huh i'm not gonna watch it what i'm not gonna watch it good for you why not do you know why why do you know why no do you know why why (laughs) because it's woke (laughs) (laughs) and i've heard that's bad (laughs) (sighs) i don't need to hear anything else i don't need to engage any further Someone on the internet said it was woke, so I'm not going to watch it. The series that has historically been so conservative leading. Yeah, not about <laughs> awakening at all. This oh, no. It's all it, about being and and, 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 and and, you know, none of the uh, opposing forces are represented by cops throughout. Right, I don't know what... You seem like you're being sarcastic, but I've watched the Matrix films, and as far as I can tell, they're about how good Hugo Weaving looks with an earpiece. <laughs> and karate, and karate fights, and, and some spaceships. That's as deep as some people get with it. Uh, I didn't like the karate very much. It, it, karate isn't American. I thought it was a little bit pandering. Yeah. Earpieces, an American tradition. 
<laughs> sure. The little curly, the little curly wire bit that comes out the ear, right? American as apple pie. Oh God, as as apple pie. <laughs> so on the Fourth of July this coming year, twenty twenty two, you're just gonna eat apple pie, wave flags, and wear earpieces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I don't like fireworks. Oh, historically not American. Chinese. Yeah, too woke. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to fling a handful of the, the wobbly wire bits from earpieces up in the air and say, here, look at that. <laughs> it's... Everything's too woke. And I'll and I tell you why, yeah. why I've come to this conclusion, Jonathan. Uh-huh. Because I've recently discovered the comedy stylings of Jim Brewer. <laughs> now, he's a, a 90s... Hit comic, he and Dave Chappelle, who also has struggled. His bit was always, don't I seem really fucking high? That was all he got. But That's not the in- bit. Oh, his bit these days is... Oh yeah, I've heard. It's developed. Tell me about it. So, Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer, famous mostly for being in a film called Half-Baked, where he acted high and being on SNL as Goat Boy doing silly noises and faces. Now, he still does the silly noises and faces, but he has fine-tuned that act into a razor-sharp political satire. Really? Yeah. No. I am going to perform for you a Jim Brewer piece. Really? That is, yeah, and this is accurate. This, This is accurate, right? So, you know, parakeets... Parakeets, the little birds. Now imagine I'm like waddling up and down on a stage while a lot of white American conservative Christians are laughing their heads off, right? I am waddling up and down on a stage, pulling, like just sticking my tongue out and like trying to look as silly as possible. Like just trying to look stupid, right? That's what we are now, gathering round the news. Wear a mask. Dr. Fauci! <laughs> Listen to the science! <laughs> so why aren't you doing that, Jonathan? Why aren't I the new Jim Brewer? Why aren't you the new Jim Brewer? <laughs> because... because I watched a whole bunch of Jim... Jim Brewer is my new favourite comedian. Not so much because of what... what he does, mm. but what happens when he posts what he does to Twitter.com. Oh, wow. He's on Twitter.com? Oh, God, yes. I've got to check out his tweets. He's, he's, uh... I'll, I'll tell you everything you need to know about Jim Brewer, right? <laughs> Please, yeah. His last comedy special was called Someone Had to Say It. <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know about Jim Brewer as a comedian. Yeah. He's the only one saying this. He's the only one saying that wearing a mask is a bit silly. Yeah. He's the only comedian who's been brave enough to deny science and be proud of it. His whole act, and I'm not even joking, his whole act is doing like the kind of voice a child would do at school to imply someone is unintelligent. And then just saying phrases like, listen to the science and listen to facts. And that's it. And that he has owned anyone. He has owned the left by saying, listen to facts. <laughs> That's it. And I'm, I'm, I was up, I couldn't sleep the other night and I was up watching Jim Brewer clips in stunned amazement that this was the, this was the alpha and the omega of his act. Mm, this is the best any of them can do, I guess. Was just saying, listen to facts in a silly voice and that being his argument. Yeah, his, 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 he's making fun of listening to facts because... Yeah. Yeah, and it's working. He's he's profiting off of this this gig, this act, this performance. He calls wearing a mask mind terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, that's so easy. You could do that. So <laughs> Any one of us could just stand on a stage and go, bah, bah, Dr. Fauci! That's not even an argument. No, I don't think I could. I, I just, I don't think I could. I do not think I have it in me to do that. You could, but you won't. You, you would not do it. I think because... my body would revolt. <laughs> 
To be honest, when you look at Jim Brewer doing his act, it looks like his body is doing that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe Jim Brewer has more strength than I do. He's <laughs> able to fight his body. I love him. He's my new favorite comedian. He Not once does he tell a joke. When you When you watch him... You might sit there thinking he'll tell a joke in a minute, but it's not. He'll do a whole 10 minute bit of just yelling, science! (laughs) (laughs) Like, I have met like five year olds in my life. I've had that horrible, like, like, dishonor of having to like be near children in the same room as them. Mm, sure, as sure. an adult, right? Sometimes there just are children around and you've got to deal with that fact. Every single one of them has come up with a better argument <laughs> for their beliefs than Jim Brewer. Yeah, they, they, if you're lucky, you can talk to a child and explain to them eventually, well, you know, you're five and I'm older, so I've just had more time to learn more stuff. So you just pay attention to people who have actually been trying to learn stuff they want to teach you and they'll they'll be like oh well i guess that makes sense i've I've had that conversation recently jim brewer who That's him. Trust the science. Trust is my lab coat. Big words. Adorable. Big words. Words you don't understand. I'm important. I'm educated. I'm important. This is it. Important. Smart. 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 Holy shit. That's the act. (laughs) That's the act. He'll go on that for like 15 minutes. Put a hand above his head to represent like the crest of a bird. Bounce up and down. Pulling ridiculous faces and just saying, oh, I use big words. I have an education. <laughs> As if that's an own. <laughs> that's, that's what makes it so hopeless, right? That's why recently I've, I've unfortunately taken to arguing on Twitter with people a little bit more. And I've been frustrated with folks whom I've sort of given up on even trying to make the world better by addressing the people who are really the worst and instead are just attacking people who are good but aren't good enough. Because I think there's more hope, right? Like, if you were to talk to me and I was like, oh, well, I think Biden's doing a pretty good job, you'd be like, well, no, he could be doing a lot better. He could be sending masks to people. He could be sending tests to people. He could be doing a lot of – he could be doing the things he said he'd do. Yeah, he could be doing those things. And I – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, I'm not going to hear this. I'm not going to – I don't want to derail too much. Yes. But I'm not. Joe Biden has done excellent work for the Republican Party. <laughs> <laughs> They're a lock in 2022. Well, that's not wrong. Don't say he's done nothing. Yeah, yeah. You're not alone in that. So it's easier to, to say that to me. He was like, I think Joe Biden's pretty good. No, he's actually messed up. Oh, well, yeah, maybe you're right. Then to even try to talk to Jim Brewer. What do you when somebody leads with? I think anyone who likes facts and science is dumb. Right? Where do you go? So they just, we've given up. They're, they're, they're... Listening to science, using words, knowing things. <laughs> when, when someone considers, ha ha, you know things as an insult, you can't win. You can't beat that person in the theater of ideas. You can't. They have none. <laughs> so I wonder. I we may we may be able to. I've been thinking about this for minutes now. Though the feeling has been there for well ever since I saw Spider-Man No Way Home. When I saw Spider-Man No Way Home, I was like, doing these Willem Dafoe pitches, it's great, but this is greater this is so great, this movie. And as much as I want to come up with a new pitch, I came up with a pitch called uh the Toilet Toy Man, Ooh. where Defoe comes in and is like, Yeah, want some toys for your toilet? Play around while you're pooping. And that's as far as that went, you know. But, you know, it is something you could do. You could just have toys in there. I was coming up with other di- ideas about him becoming a lawn and you, you mow him down, you know. And all of it paled to Spider-Man No Way Home. Jim Brewer movie pitches, though. <laughs> 
maybe that's the way. It's easy work. <laughs> Jim Brewer stands there for an hour going, bah, 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 bah. that's a film. And it has an audience. Next week, I've got another idea for a Jim Brewer film. Jim Brewer stands there for an hour going, bah, 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 bah. you know things. You understand what's going on, you idiot. <laughs> and it's got an audience. There's people who are like, he's sort saying of. what I was thinking, but he's saying it so well. He's saying it better than I ever I ever could. He's the, the mouthpiece for my mind. Jim Brewer. He's basically like, he is the epitome of like modern right-wing comedy where it's not about being funny. That's not the point. Mm. The laughter comes from just mocking someone for existing. And being mm-hmm. loud. Mm-hmm. I think being loud is a part of it. And being loud. Well, people like, like it when the funny noise man do loud noise. They like it when the goat boy go scream. Yeah. Jim Brewer's amazing. Yeah, he, he sums it up. He is. Someone had to say it. Someone. Someone had to say it. Someone had to stand there with their hand above their head yelling, Dr. Fauci. <laughs> yeah, that's where we're at. It is. He made fun of him for wearing a lab coat. I don't know if you heard it among the caterwauling. He made fun of a scientist for wearing a lab coat like they wear. <laughs> and there's no digging into, well, what what are Jim Brewer's credentials on this? What what has he got to why should I be listening to Jim as opposed to, you know, funny man make noise? <laughs> And he was in Half Baked. A film that none of his current audience would like. No. No, no. Because it, it, it says that it's okay to just sort of be a goofball. Uh, that's what I took from the movie anyway. It does make people who smoke marijuana look bad in some ways. What I like about Jim Brewer's act yeah. is he's doing what he's only ever done for decades. But now he's accusing other people of doing it. Whoa. And getting loved for it. Mm. Look at these, look at these fools, he says, screaming and yelling and pulling silly faces. I don't do that. I'm Jim (laughs) Brewer. And he does it while he says other people are doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan, why don't you give birth to Jesus Christ? I've been waiting for the second coming and it's up to you. It's the season, right? Yeah, it's the season. (laughs) Through my anus? Through what part? I don't have those parts. The beer, the well. Then again, going back into my mythology, the the magic book, the lore says that the woman gave birth to the baby through unconventional means. There was no insemination. Exactly. Of the, so I don't necessarily need a womb. Is that how? No. That, how and you are that? immaculate. Oh God, flawless. <laughs> I'm not. Right? The Virgin Mary, right, wasn't inseminated, did have a womb. Jonathan doesn't have a womb, will be inseminated. Oh. (laughs) You're flipping the script there. I will be. Yeah. I present to you the maculate conception. (laughs) Basically, we're just going to dress you up like Father Christmas. You're going to knock on a stranger's door, go ho, 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 and then drop a small child's doll from <laughs> under your shirt and say they are that's your problem now and walk away <laughs> and they'll be singing yeah there'll be a chorus of angels behind me i assume maybe it's you two singing in angel costumes here's an idea for curing your back because you got back pain oh yeah it's bad yeah what if you and i took our clothes off and you dripped hot wax on me <laughs> could work could work it might do something. Could How, work. It's worth a shot. If I so it's tie my... me up first. <laughs> tie me to the bed. Yep. Right. Yes. Drip hot wax on me. Why? <laughs> what? It's not. It's not gonna for your back. For my back. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried all sorts of things, Jonathan. I've tried injections, steroids. You've tried the I've science. I've explored surgical options, yep. physical therapy. You've listened to the doctors. you tried the science. Yeah. I've never dripped hot wax on someone while they were tied up and I called them a pig. Called them a pig. <laughs> or any farm animal, whatever you feel like. Donkey. Oh, you're a dirty donkey. You're a dirty little wax donkey. <laughs> and I'm dripping the wax on their chest, their... Their genitalia, their hips, their knees. What I don't know where to go. Yes. 
all of the above just to just yeah. G- yeah. catch yeah. them all my theory is fill in the blank <laughs> <laughs> that it'll work for sure yeah yeah probably you're aligning with my motivations which is less pain more mobility more more ability yeah, I have to do a lot of Christmas stuff. I've got a needy family, and I've got a. Well, kid. there we are. Like, like, what if it's like, like, Full Metal Alchemist, right? What if this was? What if, what if this was some anime shit, right? Mm. If I'm immobilized and feeling pain, then you will become mobile and not feel pain. Oh wow! And that is why you must tie me to your bed and beat me. It checks out. It's equivalent exchange. <laughs> and then my back starts to feel better. As I'm doing it, or after you're set free, I don't know how these situations. I know there's often. Who gives a fuck? Just do it. <laughs> I want to walk it through. I want to understand it. it. So there's usually like an aftercare component to any sort of S and M situation where you check in and you you have emotional mm-hmm. intimacy around. You know, yeah. uh, was that experience for you? Was there ever a time when I took it too far? That sort of thing. Is that where my back starts to feel better in the aftercare, or is it just as I'm as I'm torturing you? Aftercare for me is like just buy me a bag of Cheetos and we're good. <laughs> that is caring, and it is. It shows me that you love me. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I should buy you at the very yeah. least. I should buy you some Cheetos. You really should. It's been ten years. <laughs> it is, and I don't know if I've ever bought you a meal. I, I we were. You haven't. I bought you a meal. You did. We won't, we, we're not going to air that dirty laundry again. I don't know if I, was this in Seattle? I don't know if we've ever said this on Boston's Favorite Son, when, when I bought you a meal. What happened? Right, I'm going to fucking tell this story yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, It's beyond story. the pile. It's beyond the pile. Is it that bad? It's so bad, Jonathan. <laughs> oh, no, what did I do? We were in Seattle. Yep. We were at PAX. Yes. The video game event, because mm. I used to do those. I used to play those things, right? Yeah. Yeah. We were at a video game event. We went for lunch. I bought you lunch. We're going through the menu. I want the fish and chips, because clearly it was the best thing on the menu. You're looking over. You ask me what I'm having, and I say, I'm having the fish and chips. And you go, oh, okay. I don't like to order what other people are ordering. I'm going to have something else. That's right. I remember. I remember and I said, that. what are you talking about, Jonathan? <laughs> what are you actually going on about? If you want the fish and chips, have the fish and chips. Eh, no, no, no. I'm going to have something else. Yeah, I still do that. Yeah. I order the fish and chips. You order whatever it is the fuck you ordered. Yeah, probably some, some beef. I start eating. You look at me like a little Victorian boy and you say... Oh, that looks really good. (laughs) (laughs) You don't fucking eat your lunch. I didn't eat my lunch? I buy you lunch. You eat a couple bites, say, I don't like this. Then spend the rest of the meal watching me eat mine jealously. Like a little Victorian boy, yeah. Yeah, so not only... Is there the insult of not eating the dinner I bought you? You paid for it. You won't let me enjoy mine. I, I thought we could enjoy it together with you eating it and me watching you eat it and, and coveting it and dreaming of it. <laughs> yeah. You should have just ate the fish and fucking chips. I mean, you could have given me a little fish and chips. <laughs> you fucking bastard. <laughs> There's a how sharper than the serpent's tooth it is, Jonathan. You could have given me a bit of your fish and chips. You should have. Oh, it's all coming out now. You could have. I barely. I. I don't. I. The main thing I remember from that is I. I think I gave the 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 waiter or the the waitress a bayonetta two T-shirt. Do you remember that? I was just like, you like worst, Bayonetta Worst too? bit of the story in a way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, I don't know. Because uh, they were giving away Bayonetta 2 t-shirts and I was just handing them out to, yeah, to strangers. Yeah. That's all I remember. I, I tip people. With cash. I, I tip the workforce. Yeah. yeah. I don't give them t-shirts that I was given for free and don't want. <laughs> I wanted them. I still have two of those shirts. I, 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 I love those as well. Yeah, I got a relative who tips in weed, but... <laughs> That's the closest I've ever seen to that behavior. 
not a major issue with that. No, no, no. It generally goes over just fine. No, it's got yeah. monetary value as well. Bayonetta 2 t-shirts. Oh, yeah, you can sell that on. Yeah, easy. Bayonetta 2 shirt uh, to, to a certain clientele, but you've got to... You gotta go yeah. on eBay. You've gotta monitor the auction. You're the only market for a Bayonetta two T-shirt, and your answer would be, "Why would I buy it? I get them for free." It's not a market. That's not an economy. Yeah, you're right. I'm not good at a lot of things. I'm bad at choices. I'm bad at going out to eat and accepting. A kind of, I can't believe it's so kind of you to buy me that meal. And I'm bad at capitalism. I'm bad at the free market. Figuring out how money works, how currency should be valued. I don't own any NFTs. I don't really, I don't really understand that. But I guess it's hot, so I should probably buy them all up, right? Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Because Conrad was asking before we started recording, why the hell you're not fungible? It's true. <laughs> Does that mean you can exchange it for cash? Funge? Is that what funge means? Like it's got value. It's just a funny sounding word, really, isn't it? <laughs> it's non-exchangeable. I mean, I can exchange you for cash. So <laughs> in that regard, you are fungible. Yeah, funge. I am fungible. Oh, Jonathan, get your funge out. And I've got to go to work. I have to work today, believe it or not. You still have to work on Christmas Eve? What? Just a little bit, yeah. Wow, Bob Cratchit. Yeah, do you work for actual Scrooge McDuck? <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to take the the Mondays off for some reason. So I have next Monday off and then the following Monday off. Oh, I just remembered something I was going to do for the show. Oh, yeah? But I'm going to save it for a way funnier episode. Oh, I mean, this episode was a journey. It took you some places. It took us into our minds. It really showed us where we were thinking. You You posed a moral question. Yeah, all of this could be said for Birth of a Nation, but <laughs> doesn't make it good. <laughs> doesn't make it good. What you love Jim Brewer, and all he's doing is showing you how his brain works, and we did that for... The yeah, but look, somebody had to scream it. <laughs> Speaking of, because you mentioned him earlier, you know how, like, in the first years of this show, I used to constantly try and get you a Netflix special? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, I'm knocking that on the head. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to try and get you somewhere else now. Somewhere respectable. Yeah, there's got to be better. Yeah, somewhere where I didn't cancel my subscription. Yeah, there's Paramount Plus, there's Disney Plus, Yeah, there's Peacock, there's all sorts of options. We have a chance to get you on Peacock. Oh my god. Do we? Yeah, probably. I mean, look at it. <laughs> it's in the name. <laughs> That's true. Peacock. Yeah. Yeah. Urine penis. It's sort of <laughs> station. That's where we're at. Streaming stations. Tell me what the matter is. Tell me what the matter is. Tell me, tell me, tell me what the matter is. Boston's favorite son was performed by Jim Sterling, Conrad Zimmerman, and Jonathan Off Road Rules. Editing and production by Justin McDaniel. The intro music is Freak Out by Chainmail. Road Rules Northern Trail was an insipid show that shouldn't have happened. See, this is what the woke agenda gets us.